0: On the field and inside the clubhouse, this is Brewers Extra Innings, live from the NX Wealth Management Studios at Radio City.
1: Here's Matt folly That is a tough way to lose a baseball game. Brewers lose to the Mets 5-4. Mets take two of three in the series. The Brewers sco- score all four of the runs in the fourth inning. The other eight innings they do not score. An air helps lead to the run that the Mets score in the bottom of the eighth that breaks a 4-4 tie. And then a decision in the ninth inning to send Hunter Renfro trying to score from first on a Tyrone Taylor double. Those are kind of the big storylines coming out of this one today. My name is Matt Pauly. Vinny Rotino will join us in just a few moments. If you want to join the program, you can do so by calling or texting the AccuNet Mortgage Talk at text line 855-616-1620, 855-616-1620, or you can tweet at me, at Matt Pauly on air. I am somebody, I always, I always support the third base coach in being aggressive, like I'm trying. I think this is my seventh year doing this show. I cannot remember a time. Maybe there was one time. I think there was one time that Ed Cedar sent someone that I didn't really agree with it. I did not agree with that tonight. And Craig Councils already said that it was a good send. I'm sorry. I disagree. I completely disagree. Uh, and I, I don't think Christian Yelich uh, striking out in the next at bat means a thing because he's in a spot with two outs there where he has to come up with a hit. If it's one out and runner on at third, he can take a very different approach at the plate and try to uh, just make contact and, and get it to the outfield. And even if he doesn't come through, you still have Willie Adamas coming up just for so many reasons. I do not like that decision, and it has nothing to do with the result of the decision. I can I can honestly tell you, had he scored on that play, I still would be sitting here saying, I did not like the decision to send Hunter Renfro uh, there in the ninth inning. Would love to hear your thoughts. Text them in, 855-616-1620, 855-616-1620. This this is either the first or second time in my seven years of doing this that I have disagreed with a third-base coach being aggressive, sending a runner. Because more often than not, I think when you're aggressive, you force a team to try to make a play, and you're not gonna come out 100% right, but you're gonna come out more than 50% when you force a play with that aggressiveness. I just, I completely disagree uh, in that situation in this game tonight. I would have much rather seen the runner on a third with one out with Christian Yelich and Willie Adamas coming up. But that's me. Again, would love to hear from you. 855-616-1620. 855-616-1620. The AccuNet Mortgage Talk and text line. You can tweet into the program as well. Vinny Rettino will join us again in uh, just a few moments. We will be uh, listening to the post-game highlights. We'll hear from Manager Craig Council. A lot to get to between now and 11. This is Brewers Extra Innings.
2: 1-0 pitch. Yelich swings and hits it in the air to center. Backing up on it is Nimmo. Back onto the track. Still going back at the wall. Looking up. See you later. Home run, Christian Yelich. Out to the opposite field and left center. She goes, and we've got a tie game. 1-1 in the fourth inning. So
1: these are the type of games that I probably dislike the most in terms of hosting a post-game show. The reason I dislike it is because we just spent three hours and 26 minutes listening or watching a ball game. And we are going to spend the bulk of the time on this show talking about 20 seconds that happened inside of that game. When there is a play that has a controversial nature to it, Often we just focus on that single play and we don't focus on all the other things that happen. The Brewers score in one run, in one inning in this game. They have four runs, all of them score in a four-run fourth. So they don't score again in innings five through nine. And we're talking about it a little bit, but that Rowdy Tellez air in the eighth inning could not have come at a worse possible time. But it's hard to talk about much other than the send of Hunter Renfro in the ninth inning. As you might expect, there are some uh, there's mixed opinions on the decision. Mike in Colorado says, without seeing the play, Mike listens to the game. Mike doesn't watch the games. Without seeing the play, I'm okay uh, with sending Renfro. Better to lose trying to win than to lose waiting for a chance to win. Okay, Mike. Uh, bruiser texting in says, "I'm really not a fan of that send of Rimfro. I understand it's Diaz on the mound, but I'd rather have Yelich strike out and then give Adamus a crack with two outs." Oh well, Doug says, "Tough way to lose a game, a bad air, and a guy thrown out the plate. Tough decision to send there, but it's fifty-fifty. So everything in baseball now is you—you you can quantify everything." I guess my question would be what is there a higher chance of? The possibility that the Mets pull off the play that they play that they pulled off, that Nick Plummer and Pete Alonso and Thomas Nito combine to throw out Hunter Renfro. Like how often do they do they pull off that play? Do they do they do that sixty percent of the time, sixty five percent of the time, thirty percent of the time? I don't know. What percent of the time do they successfully pull off that replay, that uh, that relay play compared to what are the chances that you either get a Christian Yelich fly ball or a Willie Adamas two-out hit? It's probably pretty close. It's probably pretty close. If we were to go quantify it, it's probably pretty close. You do have a strikeout pitcher on the mound. I understand that. But Yelich's approach is going to be completely different in that situation if there's only one out and not two outs. And the infield's also going to be playing in, which makes it a little bit easier than Adamas has a flair for the dramatic. I, I, don't, I can't just run those numbers. I don't know what those numbers are. But I feel like, while it's close, I, I would rather the Yelich batting with runner on at third and one out, or Adamus coming up. I feel like that gives you a better chance than sending Renfro in that situation. Uh, Mike and Kohler says, I agree with you entirely. The Brewers are way better than the way they're playing right now. Uh, They must out-coach teams that they are playing. Very frustrating. Yeah, it's, um, look, I I don't know if they need to out- I, I don't know if I completely understand what you're saying right there, but I think, um... I just don't like that. I just don't like that decision. That's that's where I'm at right now, and I'm stuck on the percentages. Like we we spend so much time in baseball now on the numbers and what percent of the time something's going to happen. And just I feel like if you could run those numbers, the numbers would tell you Yelich with one out runner at third, combined with Adamas getting a two out hit, that there's a better chance of one of those two things happening than uh, than scoring. In that situation. Maybe I'm wrong. Also, the other thing is, Renfro looks surprised. Renfro looks surprised that he was being sent. If you go back and look at the replay, there's a little hitch in his step right around third. Um, And maybe, just maybe, he slowed down enough that results in him not scoring. That, that, That plays into it as well. And as a runner, if you feel yourself do that... You might just have to stop yourself and get back into third, even though you were sent. If you feel, if you, oh, but I, I, I slowed down a little bit. I tripped up a little bit. There was that hitch. If you do that, maybe you get back into third. It's an interesting conversation to be had. I don't think it's a clear-cut um, call one way or the other. I completely understand why you're aggressive in that spot. I just don't love it. 5-4, Mets knock off the Brewers. What did Vinnie Rotino think? We'll find out next here on WTMJ. 5-4, the Brewers lose to the Mets, lose 2-3 of three in this series, and now it is off to Cincinnati. Welcome back in. Brewers' extra innings does continue here on WTMJ. My name's Matt Pawley. Let's bring in former Brewer Vinny Retino. And Vinny, I don't know if you heard me a moment ago. The way I'm trying to analyze the decision to send Hunter Renfro there is what is there a better chance of the Mets pulling off that replay, that the, the relay play as they did, or some combination of Christian Yelich at least getting a ball to the outfield with one out or Willie Adamas coming up with a two-out hit. And to be honest with you, I feel like the latter had a better shot. I did not like the decision to send Renfro. What do you say?
3: Um, On the show, I was 50-50 on it. It, In real time, I was like 50-50. And then on the show, on Bally post-game show, I was like, I I think – it's probably the right call, but I, I was 50-50 on it, and then I heard counsel's remarks after. I know you're going to get into it. I'm, I'm thinking he, he says some pretty convincing things as to why it's the right call, right? Because Nick Plummer has a terrible arm, right? This kid can't throw. He, he bounces a throw into Pete Alonzo 100 feet away from him. Pete Alonzo grabs it, makes a relay to home. Also, Nick Plummer grabs the ball as it's moving with his bare hands, something you never do as an outfielder. Eddie Cedar, that was his number one rule as he's teaching the outfielders in the minor leagues for the Brewers. You glove a moving ball, and then you come up to throw to the cutoff man, and he so so those those decisions that third base coaches make are Taking those factors into consideration, I know they're not consciously thinking through all of these little factors, but they're just kind of feeling through it. And that ball was rattling around in that weird little corner there in right field. Plummer bare hands it, and that's when I think um, uh, Jason Lane sends Hunter Renfro. Obviously, it didn't work out. I, I am watching the replay though on the high home camera, and he does slow down just a tick. So maybe it yeah. was a little bit of a late send by by Jason Lane as well.
1: As a runner, if you feel yourself with that little slowdown, do you have to be maybe mature enough in the moment to go, nope, got to get back into third?
3: No, nope. If the, if the third base coach is sending you, and my goodness, he's all the way almost down to the home plate, <laughs> Jason Lane goes all, almost all the way to home plate as he's making that call, um, no, you, you don't turn around. You have to trust your third base coach there that maybe there was a bobble and you can't see that. And so you have to go. Hmm.
1: It's interesting for sure. Uh, <laughs> Rowdy Telez spoke in the clubhouse after the game. and uh, Will Salmon from The Athletic uh, tweeted out this quote from Rowdy Telez. He said, I, um, it was a play I make 1,000 out of 1,000 times, and I got lazy and cost my team the win. It's something I'm going to have to roll with. I messed up. I cost my team a win you obviously really 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 appreciate the accountability from somebody like Telez. he uh, he certainly chose a bad time to commit his first air of the season that's for sure I mean
3: he is so good at first base I mean I, I don't think people understand how good he is at first base I thought he bobbled it and then once he had once he had the ball I don't know if he had like a great grip either that or once he finally got the the grip, his feet were a little bit out of rhythm and that will mess you up on those throws. And that's probably what he's talking about in terms of laziness, maybe had a little bit of a mental lapse. I, 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 I do appreciate the accountability from Rowdy to Les here. Here's the thing about Rowdy. And I think he'll get over it. I think he's too talented not to, I think he's a little bit hard on himself just in general. Like I, you, we see him kind of, kind of struggling with the bat here as of the last three, four weeks. Um, as opposed to how he how hot he started and he you you can see that these at bats are compounding on him um, I know he did have a couple of hits tonight but he hasn't had a home run for like three weeks and um, and then obviously he, it was taken out into the field as well so um, I love rowdy teleles I think this is something that's a learning experience that he's gonna get have to get over he's he needs to just kind of be a little bit more confident and sure of himself when he is still struggling at a little bit with the bat and, and then obviously not take it out on the field.
1: Well yeah it's really easy to look at the Hunter Renfro decision and the Telez air and say, okay, that leads to the Brewers loss, but the bottom line is they scored in one inning today, and they don't score in the final five innings. It's tough to win games against good teams when you're just not scoring. And I know they put up four runs, which is a, a respectable total, but they only score in one inning tonight.
3: Well, they had really good at-bats in that one inning, too. And then every other inning, they did not have good at-bats. So that's, that's kind of what we talked about. They really did a great job of passing that baton, having a coordinated attack, And I thought after that fourth inning, they were just going to pour it on like they did last night, and they just didn't. They And, again, it's not something where they're consciously saying, okay, we're going to let off the gas now. It's just, again, they just couldn't get anything else going the rest of the night. Lugo was really good, obviously. McGill has a great arm. Um, But, yeah, I mean, three batters per inning, the first three innings, went three up, three down the first three innings. There was a double play in there in the third. But then nine batters come to the plate, in the fourth and then back to three up, three down the next two. So again, yeah, they just they just it's it's hard to put your finger on. It's not as if they are consciously trying not to have good at bats and pass that baton, but they just don't seem to be able to, you know, just battle and fight and claw and, and extend at bats on a consistent basis. They they show flashes of it, but just on a consistent basis they haven't been able to do it.
1: That's Vinny Rettino. I'm Matt Pauley. We'll continue on with Brewers Extra Innings in just a moment. Brewers lose to the Mets 5-4 on WTMJ.
0: Suter comes set to 2-2 pitch. Swing and a miss. He struck him out with a changeup and that is a big first
1: out here in the 8th. 5-4. The Brewers lose to the Mets. Brewers Extra Innings continues here on WTMJ. It feels like two days ago that Aaron Ashby was on the mound, but he does make the start tonight. Gets removed from the game in the fifth inning with some forearm tightness. Uh, Manager Craig Council said that it was more fatigue than anything else. Uh, Ashby spoke with the media. He did not seem concerned about it. According to uh, Kurt Hoag of the uh, Journal Sentinel, said there was no worries about missing the next start. Vinny, just the way injuries have gone recently, the fact that the Brewers are right now without Brandon Woodruff and Freddie Peralta, I think everybody kind of held their breath when they saw the training staff come out and then ashby leaving the game
3: yeah i mean not good right i mean i'm hopeful that you know aaron ashby is saying you know whatever he's saying is accurate and that he's going to show up tomorrow and he's not going to have any kind of structural damage to you know the forearm because like the forearm is not something you want to have tightness in i mean that's that is not a good thing or, or fatigue or whatever it is hopefully it is just the fatigue i I actually didn't see that he did anything. I don't know what caused them to come out. He certainly looked like he wanted to stay in the game uh, and was lobbying to do so. Um, But that is a big deal. This guy is really good. He's really talented. He's developing at the major league level. Obviously, he gave up the one home run, the the leadoff walk, and then the home run to Mark Canna. That was like the young version of Aaron Ashby, a young pitcher, kind of making those two mistakes there. Uh, but that would be a big blow to this pitching staff, especially like you said, Matt, that, you know, Woodruff and Peralta are already out. We see it all the
1: time. You mentioned forearm, and let me put a little bit of context to that. When you hear forearm and it comes to pitchers, very often, Forearm pain is the precursor to needing Tommy John, that something goes on with the elbow and it manifests with pain in the forearm. I'm not saying that's what's going on right here, but all I'm saying is when you hear forearm, you know, spidey senses sometimes go up on that one.
3: Yeah, that's what makes it incredibly scary, right? I mean, because again, I think we all love this guy. I think we all love Aaron Ashby. We love what he's been able to do. He's been such an impactful pitcher for the Brewers at times. And we see him developing, like I just said, before our eyes into an elite starting pitcher. He's not there yet, um, but he's getting there. He's learning how to command the pitches, especially put away. That's his next step in his progression, and his development is learning how to put away guys 0-2, 1-2. At times we see him just lay a, lay a fastball or a sinker right down the middle or a slider over the heart of the plate. He will learn that. Just got to avoid this injury and avoid any kind of injury just so that he is able to to develop and also just to get really quality innings from the guy as well.
1: they head now to Cincinnati, a team that they've had success against uh, this year. Cincinnati's played a little bit better here over the last month or so. For me, Vinny, I mean, don't get swept and get this road trip over with and reset. That's kind of where I'm at. You want to see them take two out of three, win a series against a Reds team that's not especially good, but for me, it's like just survive these next three days and get home.
3: Just survive. Win tomorrow is essentially what you have to do. I think this team knows that they're not playing great right now. They're only five games over 500, or maybe it's down to, I think, five games over 500. They're two games back. Now, from the St. Louis Cardinals, I mean, again, we were talking about a team that was off to the best start in franchise history after 50 games, and all of a sudden, they're only five games over. So, yeah. not not great. Uh, I, they're probably all thinking the same thing that we're not playing well. We just need to win tomorrow.
1: Craig Council certainly discusses the decision to uh, send the runner from third. We'll uh, hear his comments coming up in just a moment. This is Brewers Extra Innings
2: finishing out the series tonight. 3-2, runner holds, swinging a fly ball into the gap in right center field. That's going to hit. It rolls over towards the right center field track that is cut off by Plummer before it gets there. Over to third base, though, Telez. Luis Arias has to put on the brakes at first. Eight pitches he saw, and he ends up getting a single, impressively so. And the Brewers with runners on the corners in the fourth inning with only one away. But Burr end
1: up losing this one 5-4. They lose two of three to the Mets. And- The big storyline coming out of this one, a decision in the ninth inning when the Brewers are down by a tally. Tyrone Taylor doubles. Hunter Renfro is at first. They try to score Renfro. Renfro, he gets thrown out at home for the second out. If he would have been held at third, it would have been a runner at third with one out. Christian Yelich and Willie Adamas coming up. Manager Craig Council spoke with the media just a little while ago. As you might expect, that was a heavy topic of conversation.
4: Well, I, I mean, I absolutely think it was the right call. Um, you know, the, look, the guy's not easy to get hits against. He strikes out, striking out almost fifty percent of the hitters. You know, the, the result of is at bat is the reason it's it's the right send. Um, the arm in right field is is. Something that you have to challenge. I mean, I think he, just by the throw he made to Alonzo, that's you know, that's why you challenge it. Uh, Alonzo made a good play. It's a bang bang play. Um, if either of those two things don't go right, we've got to run. Um, you know, otherwise we're you know we're, we're looking at two outs, trying to get trying to get a hit against the guy essentially. What can you tell us about Ashby? Is there? Anything other than the arm tightness? No, that's that's what it is. I mean, I'd, I'd say it's almost more fatigue than tightness. Um, you know, we'll, we'll, I think tomorrow will tell us a lot. Yeah, I mean, the exam was good. Um, but we'll, we'll see how he's doing tomorrow. Is this
3: something
0: he was dealing with before
4: tonight? No. No, I mean, he had a little issue with his last start, but not related to this. So... Um, we, we just gotta. We just gotta see how he feels tomorrow. Yeah, I mean, I mean, we're hopeful that he's because it's he. He did the exam was really good. Um, kind of no red flags from the exam. Um, but we gotta see how he shows up tomorrow. Hard to tell from our vantage point, but it seems like he was also kind of like lobbying to, to stay in. His velocity seemed to be pretty steady. Yeah, he was. Well. He was lobbying to stay in. Um, yeah, he was. That's accurate. Was it just like maybe like location that kind of ticked it off, or? Um, he, yeah, he just the slider just kind of like I, I thought he kind of just we just thought he the slider didn't look right, essentially. In the
0: eighth, I mean, Rowdy's been so good defensively. Just bad timing with the.
4: Yeah, yeah. We you know we just made a mistake. He just he caught the ball. He kind of didn't catch the ball in a good part of his glove. So it was a little looked like it was moving around in the glove a little bit, and then didn't get a good grip um, on the first play. Um, and on the second play, you know that just we that was a play where we just needed to take the out at first base. Marte is just too fast to. You know he he held up almost. Almost lured Rowdy into that throw to second. Unfortunately, we needed to just take the out at first, and uh, I, I, I'd have to watch. I'm not positive the out at first was available, but I'd have to look at the replay there.
2: Yeah, because Marte was waiting to see. Like,
4: what yeah, he was wasn't waiting. going. Yeah. Um, so the, you know the the you know I think Rowdy might have been thinking maybe do we have a double play here? Um, but with where Willie was playing because he was playing in, he was not in a good position to to. You know, as as he, as how he caught the ball, you could tell. That's a play. If like if the contact plays on and Marte takes off right away, it's probably a pretty easy out. And a lefty, so well. He's not and no, there's no easy outs with Martay. Um, he, he's a very good runner. Uh, Hunter back to back nights, nice, just throwing out a guy. You just kind of see his arm change the game. Yeah, I mean that absolutely was a big play. I mean they they challenged him, and um, I would guess that. You know, he's, he's made a lot of big plays with his arm this year.
1: That's manager Craig Council speaking with the media just a little while ago. Again, he has just the decision to send the runner from third, and a lot of that has to do with the strikeout ability of Diaz, who's on the mound. I just, I respectfully disagree in that moment. I just feel like the approach that you take, I, I, I think there's a better chance that either you get... Yelich getting a ball to the outfield with one out, or even Adamas coming up with a two-out hit. I'd rather get those two shots at it than that one shot right there. But as Vinny mentioned uh, earlier, Plummer does not have a good throwing arm. So how often does Plummer actually even get it to a point? He got it to Alonzo on a bounce, so it wasn't a good throw to Alonzo. Alonzo makes a good play, and then you also had uh, Nito make a uh, a good play as well. How often do they make that play? Maybe I'm giving them a little bit too much credit from a defensive standpoint. 5-4, the final score. We're going back through the game with the highlights. We'll do that next. This is Brewers Extra Innings.
2: Ready for this?
1: Fly ball. This? Deep right. And
2: this? Third
0: deck.
3: Holy smokes.
2: Time for tonight's highlights. Here's Matt Pawley. 5-4, the Brewers fall to the Mets.
1: Pitching matchup tonight, Aaron Ashby going for the crew for the Mets. It is Tyler McGill on the mound. Neither of those pitchers would get very deep into this one. The Mets strike first. It happens in the bottom of the first inning. Mark Canna walks, and then Brandon Nimmo hit by a pitch, so runners on at first and second. Francisco Lindor then reaches on a fielder's choice where Nimmo is out of second, so runners at the corner Pete Alonzo, he pops out and it brings up Jeff McNeil
0: the 0-2 pitch, line drive back up the middle and into center field for a base hit Canna will trot home, first to third goes Lindor, it's an RBI single here for Jeff McNeil and the Mets strike first, it's 1-0 New York
1: but Aaron Ashby would really lock in after that. In the uh, second inning, he would uh, strike out Tomas uh, Nito with two outs, and then he would face off against Nick Plummer.
0: 0-2 pitch. Swing and a miss. He strikes out Tomas Nito on three pitches. All three were sliders. It is the first strikeout for Aaron Ashby here tonight, an ortho ASAP strikeout.
1: So uh, Nito and Plummer each strike out there in the second inning. Those strikeouts would continue uh, into the third. Mark brand Brandon Nimmo, they each strike out at one point, uh, four in a row striking out as Aaron Ashby seemingly was pretty locked in. In the fourth inning, the Brewers would get things going. It all starts with was Christian Yelich.
2: pitch, Yelich swings and hits it in the air to center, backing up on it is Nimo. back onto the track, still going back at the wall, looking up, see you later. Home run, Christian Yelich. Out to the opposite field and left center, she goes, and we've got a tie game. 1-1 in the fourth inning. A
1: one-out Rowdy Tellez base hit would bring up Luis Urias.
2: Finishing out the series tonight. 3-2, runner holds, swinging a fly ball into the gap in right center field. That's going to hit. It rolls over towards the right center field track that is cut off by Plummer before it gets there. Over to third base, though, Tellez. Luis Urias has to put on the brakes at first. Eight pitches he saw, and he ends up getting a single, impressively so. And the Brewers with runners on the corners in the fourth inning with only one away.
1: Yeah, it was a heck of an at-bat. Andrew McCutcheon then walks, so the bases are loaded at that point. Tyler McGill has to come out of the game. Actually, he throws one pitch to Omar Nervaez, then has to come out due to injury. Chasen Shreve comes in, and he continues that at-bat
2: against Omar Narvaez. base Bases full of Brewers. The one-two pitch. Swung on and grounded softly to the right side. It finds its way through in between first and second, and two runs are going to score. In from third, Tellez. Right behind him, Urias comes to the plate. All the way to third goes McCutcheon on a two-run, two-strike single by Omar Narvaez.
1: Hunter Renfro adds an RBI ground out to score. Andrew McCutcheon and the Brewers score four runs in the fourth inning on five hits. They leave on two. It is a 4-1 game as we move along to the bottom of the fourth inning. The Mets do get one of those runs back with one out. Jeff McNeil walks, then J.D. Davis strikes out a base hit from uh, Luis Giorme puts runners on at first and second, and brings up Tomas Nito.
2: Narvaez back behind the plate, Ashby's 2-0. Swung on and lined in the right field for a base hit. Rounding third bases, McNeil They'll send him. Renfro instead throws to third. It's a strong throw, tag not in time, though. And scoring on the play, McNeil. Guillorme made it over there to third base on the RBI single, Tomas Nito. 4-2 is the Brewers' lead.
1: The Brewers would challenge the tag play, and Guillorme would be out at third on the throw on second look, and that ends the inning. It is a 4-2 game. The Mets tied up, though, in the fifth inning. Nick Plummer walks. It brings up Mark Canna.
0: Pitch and a high fly ball right center field. Kane racing back at the wall. It's gone and this game's died. Canna got a sinker at 96. It was up in the zone and on the outer half of the plate. And he rode it up and out of here to right center. And we're all tied up at four on Canna's fifth home run of the season.
1: Aaron Ashby ends up leaving later in the inning because of some forearm tightness. Hobie Milner comes in. It is a 4-4 game, and it would stay that way for quite some time. Uh, Seth Lugo would come in to pitch for uh, the Mets. Fred Boxberger comes in and pitches for the Brewers in the seventh inning. Drew Smith comes in and pitches for the Mets in the eighth. It just remains a 4-4 game all the way through up until we get to the eighth inning. That's when Brent Suter comes on to pitch for the Brewers. He gives up a base hit to J.D. Davis, and then the next hitter is Luis Guillorme. 3-2 pitch. Chopper to first. Tellez
0: will field. He's going to throw to second, and he throws it into left field. And now interference is going to be called on Willie Adamas. It's not going to make much of a difference. As all the way to third on the play is J.D. Davis.
1: Throwing air on Rowdy Telez, And that gets the runner to third with the interference in there as well. Starlin Amarte then comes on as a pinch runner. Uh, But Brent Suter then comes up with a big out of Tomas Nito.
0: Suter comes set, the 2-2 pitch, swing and a miss he struck him out with a change up and that is a big first out here in the
1: 8th it was huge but the Mets are still able to come through courtesy of Nick Plummer, first pitch to Plummer is a ground ball to first
0: gloved by Telez. he goes to Adamas for one out at second base, the run's going to score from third
1: so that makes it a 5-4 game and we go to the ninth inning New pitcher is Edwin Diaz. He gives up a base hit to Hunter Renfro, but then Jace Peterson strikes out. So one on, one out. Uh, Tyrone Taylor then comes up, pinch hitting for Lorenzo Cain. The pitch, line
0: drive into right field. That's down for a base hit. Rounding second is Renfro, and he is going to be waved home. Here comes the throw. The relay from Alonzo sliding in there, and out is Renfro. All the way to third goes Taylor. It was an aggressive send. Alonzo cut it. The throw beat Renfro to the plate, but it looked like a close one. The Brewers on the phone in the dugout to see if they want to potentially challenge.
1: They did, but that uh, nothing changed, so Renfro is out at home. That's the second out of the inning, and it brings up Christian Yelich.
0: And two strikes on Yelich, the pitch, swing and a miss. He struck him out, a slider at 94 miles per hour, and Diaz able to get out of it, and the Mets win this game by a final of 5-4. to
1: four. Mets go to 42 and 23, while the Brewers drop to 35 and 30. Winning totals for the Mets, five runs, seven hits, no errors. They leave eight. The Brewers, four runs, 11 hits, one error. They leave six. Winning pitcher is Smith. He's one and one. The loss to Suter, he's also one and one. Diaz, the save, his 13th. Home runs, Mark Canna, his fifth. Christian Yelich, his seventh. The game lasting three hours and 26 minutes. Played in front of a crowd of 25,002 folks. At City Field. We'll come back. We'll preview the Cincinnati series, get some scores from around baseball, and call tonight. That's up next. This is Brewers' Extra Innings on WTMJ. <music> Brewers come up short. They lose to the Mets by a 5 4 score, end up losing 2 of 3 in the series. We always look for that obscure stat from the game, courtesy of baseball historian Doug Kern on Twitter at DAKern74. How about this one for Christian Yelich? He is the first Brewers leadoff batter with a home run and three strikeouts and a loss on the road since Ricky Weeks did it against Atlanta in September of uh, 2007 also for the Brewers, first time collecting 15 strikeouts in a 9-inning nine- game against the Mets since April of 2018. That's not as uh, obscure as the Christian Yelich one. There's a lot going on uh, in that one. Around the division, not a whole lot going on. It was an abbreviated schedule of Major League Baseball today, but the Cubs' struggles they just absolutely continue. Maybe it was a, uh, a win for the Cubs in the sense that they did not give up double-digit runs after giving up 12 and 19 runs over their last two games, respectively. They still lose today, but they lose by a much more respective tally. 6-4 against the Padres, so they get swept in that four-game series. That losing streak is now 1, 2, 3, 4, 5, 6, 7, 8, 9, 10. Now 10 in a row uh, that the Cubs have lost, and that was the only other game in the NL Central. Uh, so the Brewers lose a half game on the Cardinals because the Cardinals were not playing right now in the NL Central. The Cardinals are in first place, and the Brewers are in second game. Two games back, Pirates in third, 10.5 back, Cubs 13 back, Reds are 13 back as well. Around the Brewers minor league system, low A Carolina rained out at Columbia. High A Wisconsin losing in Midland, Michigan against Great Lakes by a 13-4 to score. Double-A Biloxi. They pick up a win at Chattanooga, winning 11-4, and Triple-A Nashville. They put up a run in the top of the ninth inning, but can't get any closer at Memphis. They end up losing by a 7-6 score in that contest. Brewers now head to Cincinnati to open up a three-game weekend series. Game one tomorrow night. Eric Lauer will be on the mound for the crew. Left-hander comes in with a 5-2 record and a three-point-three. Six era cincinnati will pose with young phenom right hander hunter green who is three and seven with a 5.10 era 540 first pitch tomorrow that means our coverage is scheduled to begin at 505 and i'll be back with you immediately following the game for another edition of brewers extra innings here on wtmj